You slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you do need to snooze, we'd much rather you did that at home in a warm, comfortable place than in our pews. You can always catch up with a sermon later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. Now, you'll still miss out on some things we think are pretty important, like intergenerational community and the support and encouragement that that can bring and and seeing people who know you and people who, who support you. But we'll give you what we can. I'm Chris Marshall. And I'm Susan Foster. And we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast so that if you're away from home or working or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon one of us gave during a worship service. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we just ask that you would keep an open mind and an open heart. And we're serious about that open mind and open heart. You don't have to agree with everything. You can if you want agree sure. with everything we say. Oh yeah. But our biggest hope is that you will question and disagree and figure out what you think. Our hope is that in the midst of that, you will experience the mysterious loving force we know in the world as God moving into your life as you consider this. So this sermon is from Blue Christmas. Yes. Blue Christmas is the service that we do on December 21st every year. It's the longest night of the year for folks in the Northern Hemisphere. So the longest ratio of nighttime to light time. Mm -hmm. And it's a reminder for us. I mean, we could get into the fact that like Christmas is probably an adaptation of winter solstice rituals from ancient Mm -hmm. Rome, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to get into that right now. No. But it is placed very specifically in the middle of this darkest time of the year. And we read Isaiah 9, verses 2 through 7, which is the prophecy in Isaiah about those people who were waiting in darkness have seen a great light. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so that's sort of where we begin. Uh, and Longest Night Service is always a little different. This year it was kind of bluesy. Yep. Some, with yep. some bluesy music. Yep. Which was lovely. And... Uh, yeah, so this is this is the story that we told. Soren Kierkegaard tells a story about ice skaters. Oh, yeah. yeah he yeah. says that there's this village on the edge of a giant lake, and in the middle of the lake there was a treasure, a precious gem, and all of the people wanted to go get this treasure, but it was treacherous in the middle of the lake. You know, the ice is thickest at the shore, it's thinnest in the middle. And as soon as people felt sensed that the ice might give, they would skate away. And so nobody was able to retrieve this treasure in the middle of the lake. And it got to the point where, you know, weeks went by, months went by, years went by. And people realized, you know, they could skate pretty well. Yeah. They could do flips and turns mm-hmm. and jumps and triple toe loops. in the Olympics. Axles and camel spins and all of the other things. And uh, pretty soon, they, they pretty much forgot about the treasure in the center of the lake. And instead, they spent their time uh, sitting around the edges of the lake, watching people ice skate more and more uh, comp- in more and more complicated patterns and right. rhythms and everything else, until eventually the treasure was completely forgotten. Soren Kierkegaard tells this story about people who are passionate versus people who are terrified. Mm. When we're passionate, we're willing to risk going into the center of the lake to retrieve this treasure. And when we're terrified, we distract ourselves by skating in pretty patterns around Mm -hmm. the outside. The prophet Isaiah is speaking to people who are terrified. Mm -hmm. And he is encouraging them 
to be brave, passionate, to be brave. Uh, he's speaking to people who they're, like I said, they're in wartime. They're far from home. They are desperate for peace. They're desperate for some sort of normal, for some sort of home. Mm-hmm. And he is convincing them through these, this imagery that he uses to, to not just accept defeat, but to put away their sort of warring madness and be receptive to the light that might come even in the middle of this huge mess that mm-hmm. they're in. And for me, whenever I hear about sort of the wars and particularly in the Psalms, they talk about God, kill our enemies, smite our enemies. I always mm-hmm. think about, well, what are my enemies? My enemies aren't people. Right. My enemies are my own voices in my head that tell me I should be fine or I should be better or I'm uh, never going to make anybody else happy or live up to anybody's standards or, mm-hmm. you know, all of those voices are sort of my enemies. And so to give up that warring madness within myself and trust that in the middle of whatever mess I'm in, yeah, there is some moment of peace, hope, joy, love. It might not be the chaos, but it'll be in the midst of the chaos. So the folks who come to a blue Christmas service are generally people who are experiencing grief in some way. They've mm-hmm. either lost somebody they love or something that they were sure of, or they are anticipating going into a, a time in their life when they don't have all the answers. Um, people in the midst of big transitions. Mm-hmm. I think we opened it by saying, you know, there's a lot of firsts. Mm-hmm. Um, and we normally celebrate first for kids, first day of school, yeah. first step, first word. But there's a lot of first later in our life, first holiday away from the person that we love or mm-hmm. first season in a new place as we're still trying to get our roots set down or um, the first time we have been forced to take on a role we weren't expecting to take on mm-hmm. or we've had to give up something that we didn't expect ever to give up. This is not usually just about um, the kind of grief that goes along with losing somebody we love, but that's certainly in there as well. Well, because all those other griefs are part of that grief. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, it's sort of a Zen, a, a Venn diagram, yeah. right? Like the the places of grief in our lives and others' lives, like like overlap in a whole variety of ways. Sure, and I think we're all desperate for some kind of normal, some kind of sense of home, in the midst of those changes. And so, what I said was, you know, the treasure that we skate around when we assume Christmas is all glitz and glam and glitter and fun is that Jesus was slipped into the midst of our warring madness. Mm. Not into times of peace or plenty, not into times of calm and quiet, not into times where everybody had everything figured out, not even in Israel's most powerful era. Mm -mm. Jesus was slipped into the midst. And I tend to look at the stories of Jesus as going, where is God showing up in this story? And is it in the temple or is it outside with the lepers in the pool? Is it in the the houses of the the powerful or is it out on the street with the folks yeah. who can't afford a place to sleep and the answer is both of those places yeah but yes and yeah yes and but but in our story jesus is slipped into the most inconspicuous family in the most inconspicuous mm-hmm. place in the most inconspicuous way and so the treasure that we skate around is that this is exactly this is exactly the world jesus was born into And we don't have to pretend like everything's okay. We don't have to go on skating in our complicated patterns to prove that we've got it figured out. Nope. We have risked, which is why we are hurting. We have loved people who are not immortal. We have chosen Mm -hmm. to risk going to a new place. 
We've chosen to risk imagining our life different from it has what it's been before. Mm-hmm. We've risked. And that risk is like going after that jewel in the center of the lake. And sometimes it means that we have grasped the jewel mm-hmm. and we've fallen through the ice. Yeah. Um, the treasure that we skate around is that broken hearts and broken bodies and broken lives and a broken world is the context where Jesus shows up. But we can be really impatient about mm-hmm. how uh, healing after that happens. Mm-hmm. Little kids get impatient around this time of year. I mean, I think everybody has an image of a little kid on Christmas morning waiting for the parents to get up, waiting to see if Santa has arrived. Waiting, waiting to see if to the see... relatives have gotten here yet so we can open all the rest of the presents. Right, waiting to see if mom's going to let me have an extra piece of chocolate or if I got that thing that I really, really wanted for Christmas. Uh, we understand that kind of impatience, but we have an impatience too. We are not good at grieving. Mm-mm. We are not good at sitting in uncomfortable feelings. We're not good at suffering because we think there must be a fix. Um, And sometimes there is just the waiting. And so we are impatient for what is literally salvation. Uh, The definition of salvation being healing, wholeness in this life, not something beyond this life. Uh, Waiting for that reconnection to our lives as they are now to feel normal again. Mm -hmm. We are impatient waiting for that salvation, but it is okay to wait. Yeah. It's okay to wait on God's saving work because it takes a lot of vulnerability and a lot of courage to admit that you're not okay, to admit that you need a little help, uh, to admit that things were not what you thought they were going to be. Yeah. And to not give up, but to know that this is the moment in which, this is one of the many moments in which that peace, that hope, that love becomes even more apparent because it is such a contrast to what you're going through. There is risk and there is reward in this loving people work that we do. But sometimes we have to wait. We have to wait for God's work to happen in us, even if it's not something active we're working on all the time. So I talked about, you know, Jesus wasn't born and then preached his first sermon the next day. Nope. Jesus was probably in his 30s by the time he started preaching in synagogues and temples. And so, uh, you know, we have to give Jesus time to grow up in us. We have to give this gift a moment Mm -hmm. to sink in for us. And so uh, my partner, Ben, is a musician and he was playing with us for the blues Christmas service. He was playing blues piano. He wrote a lullaby for Jesus, and the lullaby that he wrote, the verses are sort of talking about this mighty king and all of the pomp and circumstance, the angels and, you know, the proud parents and the shepherds and all of the kind of hullabaloo around this birth. And then the chorus is just, you know what? Jesus needs to sleep for a minute. (laughs) Let the kid rest. Uh, his, His fate doesn't start today. Uh, We have to give it a little bit of time to grow up. And so we have to let that healing mature in us as well. And that is difficult work to wait. And so I have a couple tricks I tell people in my congregation who are going through big changes and Mm -hmm. who feel totally overwhelmed by the emotions that go along with those. One, as I say, mark this day in your calendar Mm -hmm. and then mark a month out and two months out and three months out and a year out. And just, you know, when you see that mark on your calendar, think back and go, is it a little better than it was a month ago? 
because grief also sometimes comes up on us, uh, sneaks up on us, but it almost always sneaks away on us. Yeah, it's hard to notice those little healing moments mm-hmm. every day. And so give yourself permission to celebrate the wins. Mm-hmm. You know, give yeah. yourself permission to say, oh, man, you know what? A month ago, I was an absolute wreck when I had to do this thing. And now I can do it. I was talking to somebody the other day. We both were who was saying a year ago they couldn't drive past the hospital mm-hmm. because somebody that they loved had died in the hospital yeah. and they couldn't drive past it anymore. It was too traumatizing for them. But now they can drive past the hospital. In yeah. fact, they can go into the hospital. They, they haven't yet gone into the wing where their mother was, but um, but they can drive past the hospital. They can go into the hospital. It's getting a little better. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that takes time. I'm another friend whose husband passed away several years ago. And uh, last year we were talking on the phone. And I said, man, this must be a hard time of year for you. And she said, actually, this is the first year I've felt mm. like it's a whole Christmas yeah. again. So it's coming. It just takes a little time when people... And it, sometimes, it, and, and, and we, we put these artificial times on these things. Mm-hmm. And that almost does more, it does more harm sometimes than good. Yeah. It's, it's just a little bit at a time. You just have to notice it. And so it took three or four years for her to say, you know, this feels like a normal Christmas. Yeah. And that's sort of not what the books tell you it's going to mm-hmm. take, you know, but to be patient uh, with yourself. Uh, To put down that warring madness within you that tells you you should be fine. Mm -hmm. And just let yourself not be okay. Yeah. You know, that's okay too. That's where Jesus shows up. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Sunday Morning Sleep-In about Blue Christmas. If you have any questions for us or stories, you can shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com or find us at Facebook at Sunday Morning Sleep-In or on our website at sundaymorningsleepin.com. The scripture for this comes from Isaiah 9, 2-7. And the music you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. It's traditional at the end of a worship service for the priest to deliver a blessing to the congregation. And, you know, we don't have any magic words that will make it get better. If we did, we would give them to you. We would put them on billboards. We would broadcast (laughs) them. Every podcast would be saying these words to you that would make you feel better. But uh, we don't have those words. We just have community. That's why we think it's so important to be with other people, even though we can send you a sermon over the internet. Uh, we can't send you a hug. And sometimes those things make the biggest difference. And so I guess my blessing for you is, have you had a hug today? Have you stepped outside? Have you had a shower? Have you taken a deep breath? Have you eaten something delicious or healthy? Uh, Have you done those little tiny things that help you not feel worse? Have you been around community? Um, these are the things that help us get through the hard times and it's who we are as Jesus draws us together. Uh, we are community. And so I hope that you will seek community. You will seek support and not be shy about the brokenness that you feel because we've all been there and we will all be there. And that's what we're for. So I hope you will love. I hope you will listen. I hope you will serve. I hope you will continue to seek justice And if you slept in and you need a little bit more sleep, that's okay too. Eventually, it will become time to wake up and get moving. Amen. Amen.